Hey everybody, Mark Herman, aka LA Bengals fan on most of the major platforms. Sam's not here, but we are honored to be joined by Jake Sertis, who's been here before with us. Um, Jake, why don't you tell him a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you for having me on once again. It's a it's a it's a pretty big week. This is a we we can't sugarcoat it. This is, this is a pretty big game. Um, but I think we can all chill and you know realize, okay, we're playing the Saints. We're better than the Saints. We can beat the Saints. So let's just go beat the Saints. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jake Circus. That's S I R K U S for the last name. Um, and then I, my podcast on Spotify and YouTube, the Jake Circus Podcast. Three episodes per week. We go over college football, NFL, and then uh, some sports betting stuff during the weekend. So a lot of stuff planned for myself moving forward. We're in the middle of football season and a huge week for the Bengals. So I'm happy to be on here. Oh, yeah. No, it's this is a big game. So um, we have four winnable games, but of the four coming up, this is the toughest. So if we're going to go into our bye week, six and three, it starts with a win here. So um, we'll do what we always do, which is a couple pieces of news. Then we'll talk about the things we're not feeling good about going into this game, the things we're feeling good about, and then we'll go ahead and uh, make our predictions. So um, I only have a couple pieces of news, and then you could throw in anything you have. Um, Khalid Kareem was released. I was kind of disappointed with this because I thought we had added him to the active roster. I said, oh, great, another horse with Reader out. Hey, we get some more defensive line help. Then we released him, and then we brought him back and put him on the practice squad. So I don't know if it was injury-related or whatever, but he showed flashes. So for a little bit of time, I was excited when they activated him on the active roster, but now he's back to the practice squad. So it's kind of mixed blessing there. Um, so that I had that. And then the other thing was, uh, you know, Zach Taylor has been questioned a lot this week about the play calling, obviously with the, with the ineffectiveness in the red zone, uh, obviously not taking the points on the, on the, you know, when we had the first and goal with the two and then not taking the three points, which ultimately cost us the game. And he talked about this being kind of a committee approach that he and uh, Callahan, everybody kind of talks and it's not just on him. And so I don't know how any of that plays into it, but that was, uh, you know, one of the discussions this week. So I, I just want, I just want to start making better decisions in the red zone. You know, it's it's never been and this is the one thing that I do like about what Zach Taylor has brought the last couple of years. It's never been it's never felt like from an outside perspective, like it's Zach versus the world. There's always people internally that have his back. And some of the things that he's been saying, press conference after press conference after press conference, and especially Burrow as well, that the, that they believe that they're calling the right plays at the at the right time. And it seems like breaking down the film and talking to some other people that we kind of think that the right plays are being called kind of at the wrong time because we've seen this offense just explode at times down to down wise. Obviously they're, they're always going to get big plays and that's the problem right now because they're not really getting big plays and that's an issue in itself, but down to down wise, they have been super successful at times and they're in a little bit of a hurdle just to, to start the season where they're not getting big plays and down to down wise, they're actually being been one of the worst in the league because they've been the worst first down team in the league and they haven't really found a long-term run game. So it's never been Zach versus Zach against the world, even though it kind of feels like that from the outside. But they're all confident. It doesn't seem like that they're suffering any hiccups. It's just a, a lot of, okay, we need to gel and keep improving week after week because I think they're a lot closer than what some people think. Yeah, I agree. And I think we've seen progress with the offensive line where they really oh, – yeah. 
to start the season, they were horrible, but they hadn't had any continuity together. We've seen the pass blocking get better over the last few games. And I think we saw our best run blocking effort out of the line last week. So hopefully that continues to improve. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of talent up there and that's, that's what we all knew going into the season that that there's a lot of talent and it just took a little bit, but the pass blocking, just pass blocking wise. Yeah. Mixing at his best game of the year. Uh, that's that's looked like the best best Mixon has ran since ooh, middle of last year when he yeah. kind of started to get yeah. going. Mixon had a great year last year for most of it. Um, but yeah, that Mixon looked really good. But pure pass blocking, that was the game that I think we've all been waiting for in the entire Burrow era. I they were even when when after Jonah got hurt, Jonah came back out and didn't allow a single pressure after he got hurt. I thought Collins looked better, and then the interior. Uh, it seems like that they're communicating better on stunts, on loops, uh, and and a, a lot of that stuff. It's just all been communication. Yeah, someone's going to get bull rush at times. You're starting a rookie left guard. He's going to get beat. Collins has been playing with a back injury and didn't play much last year at all healthy. So that's going to happen. But in terms of pure communication, I think it's been a lot better. Yeah. Well, Jonah's going to, you know, obviously left the game, and I hope he's available this week. So we'll get into the injuries coming up on, uh, you know, what we're feeling good and not feeling good about. But, um, yeah, I definitely see improvement. And you know what? It, Mixon, the start of the season, he was getting contacted two, three yards behind the line. So that this last game was the only game where he was actually at the line or getting in past the defensive line and getting some positive yardage before he was making any contact. So they finally started opening up some holes on the run blocking. So hopefully we see an improvement yeah. on that going forward. So, so uh, Football Outsiders has a stat. It's called adjusted line yards, which is basically how many yards per carry the offensive line gives the running back. In the first three weeks, the Bengals ranked dead last in the NFL. They were the only team in the league that didn't have that wasn't averaging at least four line yards uh, per carry. Now, since the last two weeks, they've moved up to 22nd. So they've been in the pretty top half of the league the last two weeks, uh, both in the Miami game against a strong, young, fast defensive line. Yes. And then obviously Baltimore, who always has good players up there as well. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's get into uh, let's look at the injury report first, I think. Um because a lot of the things I'm concerned with, you know, come from the injury report. You know, Collins didn't practice again uh, this week, or he's limited. Didn't practice Wednesday. He's limited today. Um, that doesn't surprise me. He hasn't had. It's been like the last two weeks. He's been limited, and he has played. He hasn't played well, but he has played. So I expect to see him. The Jonah yeah. Williams. The Jonah Williams didn't practice either day. So that's a concern. Sure, and. We've seen Jonah kind of struggle. Jonah missed six games in 2020 and then hasn't missed a single game since. So he he wants to be out there. And, and we, we saw him you know, come back out there after that, that knee injury on Sunday. And he came back out, performed really, really well. Kind of really shut off. All right, you know, this is he's, – remember, he's in a contract year. So right. he wants a contract extension. So he's, he's not trying to miss any games. So I assume if there's any chance – that he's able to play, he's going to be out there. Maybe Higgins, uh, I assume we'll talk about Higgins as well, Yeah, might be a little more inclined to miss a game. Uh, it's second straight road game. Uh, they had a long week last week, and he still was playing hurt. So this is more of a long-term thing for T, so maybe we won't see him out there. But if Jonah has, is, if there's any chance Jonah's going to go, Jonah's going to go. Yeah, the uh, with Higgins. All right, so Hayden Hurst was limited, but he was limited last week, and he was played and played effectively um, on Sunday night. Uh, the uh, um, T Higgins was, according to Zach, 
if they had needed T, they could have played him last week. So even though T uh, is listed as did not practice, if we could have used him last week, he can play this week. So I think there's a chance we'll, we won't rush him in and with a full workload, but I think there's a chance we see T this week. Um, the positive news on uh, for us on the Saints is they have a much longer injury list um, you know, with five players that didn't practice either of the last two days. So Michael Thomas being one of them, I don't know that we see him. Jameis Winston's obviously out. Jarvis Landry's banged up. He hasn't practiced the last two days. Marshawn Lattimore hasn't practiced the last two days. So there's a lot more on the injury front, you know, on the Saints than there is on our side. So, um, you know, that actually works in our favor. Uh, let's, let's just jump in and say what we're not feeling good about. Um, and I can get us started off. Um, you know, Taysom Hill, <laughs> five, t- five touchdowns, you know, this season, three rushing, uh, they run, uh, you know, uh, he runs out of the wildcat. He's lined up as a tight end, you know, plays as a tight end, but, uh, you know, he's a threat. Yeah. Taysom's always a threat. Um, I'm trying to think back to the last time we played the saints, it was in 2018, and we were like really, we were a really fake five and three team at that point. We started four and one. The Chiefs just thrashed us on Sunday. We were we were a fake good team right in the middle of, of 2018. And then we ended six and ten after Dalton got hurt. So I'm trying to think of that game. If Taysom was actually like if he was Taysom, I I I don't really remember. I, I'm not as worried uh because so Taysom had a couple starts over the last few years where he's like full-time quarterback. Now he's fully rotated into a wildcat specialty role. Yeah. But the Bengals have a really, really smart defense. There is a, this is not a Marvin Lewis. Now the Bengals have had good defenses in the Marvin Lewis era, but there's a lot of intelligent football players on this team. And I think that's why Lamar always tends to struggle against them because for whatever reason, Lou Anarumo always has these guys prepared for anything and that's the exact opposite of what Pete Carroll's defense is over in the Pacific Northwest with the Seahawks. They are the second worst defense in the league, only behind the Detroit Lions, both passing or both against the pass and against the run. So I'm not entirely worried about the Taysom Hill effect. I'm more worried about the Saints down to down passing attack as I think Dalton has looked really good. I would rather see Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston has been the most turnover worthy yeah. quarterback in the league in his three games started. So I would rather see Jameis. I I want nothing to do with the Dalton revenge tour because I feel like yeah. this is more of a revenge game because the first time the Bengals played Dalton since uh, they cut him, Burrow didn't play. So it was it was um, Allen versus when Dalton was on the Cowboys. So it was Brandon Allen versus him, and, the, and they ended up winning that game. Right. The Cowboys did. So this is more of like a revenge spot for Dalton playing at home, playing pretty well. I should add PFF has him in the 80s. He's been one of, one of the, the no. more higher-graded quarterbacks the last two weeks. Dalton has um, played very well. Yeah, so, so. I, I'm not really worried about the Taysom Hill effect. I, I'm, but I, the Saints have been moving the ball the last couple of weeks. They've been one of the better down-to-down offenses in the league. Yeah, I, I actually had Dalton as number three on my list um, because he is playing well. I would much rather see Jameis. I think our secondary could bait Jameis into a couple really nice pick interceptions. And uh, yeah. but I don't think we're going to see Winston this week. So I think we're going to get Dalton. Yeah, it doesn't seem like Winston's going to play. It doesn't seem like Chris Olave is going to play. Marshawn Lattimore, uh, if he were not to play, that would obviously be big for the Jamar Chase part of everything, right. obviously, because the Saints don't really have a number two guy. Uh, I know um, uh, the their, actually, no, their number two was actually hurt. I, what's his name? 
the guy Marcus May, Marcus. No, the, 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 the kid, the kid from Stanford. I always forget his name. He was like a sixth round pick. I always forget his name. He's been actually pretty good for them. Uh, but I don't think he played last week. He might be off the injury report now because he's not on. Yeah, he's off. Looking. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think injury wise, the Saints have been in a tough spot the last couple of weeks. I mean, they're looking like they're going to be out their number three receiver. So they're going to have to give a healthy diet of Alvin Kamara and uh, Taysom Hill. And I think the Bengals will be ready for it. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing we have, we have a defense, you know, that's uh, eighth in scoring. They've only allowed five touchdowns. They have a comparable defense to us in terms of touchdowns allowed, you know, so they're, and they're top 10 in yards and points. So, so this is, this is a stout defense. Um, but I think that we have, and, and the other thing I want to throw out there is they have a really good kicker. If this comes down to, you know, because uh, we've lost, they're bringing it up because we've lost three games by a field right. goal or less, you know, at the end of the game. Uh, so, so, I mean, Lutz is going to hit a 60 yarder if he needs to at the end. So we don't want it to come down to that. Uh, but uh, I really, uh, and the la- biggest last concern of mine is our red zone offense. That, that goes, you know, I'm just, how can you not be concerned with the red zone offense after you just watched what you've watched in our three losses? So so those are my biggest concerns in terms of, I don't know if you want to play off any of those. Yeah, it's, it's the red zone is always tricky for me because there's a lot of randomness that can happen when you're five, two to eight yards away from the goal line. And I don't think the Bengals look really creative or good. I mean, Zach Taylor was out there just calling pitchy, pitchy woo woo from the two yard line. And I'm, it was kind of a mess. Yeah, you had the internet there jumping in, but yeah, I, I, you know what? When we had a first down and goal to two, just run the ball three straight plays and then take the three to tie, rather than getting cute with the pass to Hayden Hurst and then looking for the penalty after you got the pass interference to set it up there, and then and then the cute little shovel pass. I was like, come on, guys, just you know. See, I have no problem with going for it on that fourth down. That was not my concern. I I, I just figured that Zach always, <laughs> every time he makes this type of decision, he always says in the press conference, yeah, I sh- thinking back, I, I, I want to take that back. And obviously he wants to take it back because they had to waste third down because they, they, they lost 12 yards on second down. So they completely lost a play. Right. Four, uh, four plays from the two-yard line is a lot different than three plays from right. the two-yard line. And they were, you know, they were lucky to get back to the two or three yard line with the chase catch on that third down and in, in the red zone. He, he made a nice play, almost broke a tackle and got in the end zone. But on, on fourth down, that's the best play, really, the shovel pass. Yeah. That, that hasn't worked before. And well, like, you don't need to be the Chiefs. You, you, you well, have guys. Like, if, my, if you really, really want to do it, just go outside and throw a back shoulder to Jamar because that's worked more than the shovel pass has. Yeah. My biggest complaint was I said in our preview last week that I thought this was going to be a real dirt you know down and dirty afc north battle low scoring and here we were you know you have a chance in that kind of a game to tie the game it was 13 10 tie the game we get the go-ahead touchdown you know if you've given up the field goal like you did after after we failed to make it you know then you have a four-point lead and justin tucker's a non-issue you know, I, don't I, let I think, Tucker beat you, which is why I, Will Lutz. I don't want it to come down to Will Lutz at the end. I want to have more than a field goal lead at the end of the game, so we put this game away. Yeah, what the Bengals were trying to do on their 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 last scoring drive is they they were trying to slow the clock down, and I was like, that's gonna that's gonna come back to bite them because they're not getting the ball back. Like right. they, they they should have scored faster. 
So like it, it was their it, look, it, it was their best drive of the game. They scored a touchdown. They did the QB sneak. It always works. It always, always the QB sneak always works. Josh McDaniels calls it a thousand times with Tom Brady. It works right. a thousand for a thousand. It works every time. Right. Um, especially I, I think Burrow loves the QB sneak, and you know, when he needs a yard, a yard and a half, just call the QB sneak. But they kind of took too long, and it, it was there was a perfect amount of time. The Ravens had the perfect amount of timeouts, and they got in there. Field goal range. Well, you can't. You're, and, your defense, you're, you know, you only have to get to the 40-yard line to be in t- Justin Tucker ring. So, you know, right. that makes it to where it's hard to, to keep him out of scoring position. So that's why you don't want it to come down to that. We have Lutz, who's maybe not as good as Tucker, but he certainly can kick a 60-yarder indoors there. So yeah, Lutz uh, McPherson, the indoor part, for sure. I mean, I trust McPherson as much as anyone. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Lutz is, Lutz is the man. We saw him kick in London. He almost... Made what two sixty yarders to yeah that would have been the yeah. game yeah or that was to win the game I think the double but doink yeah. was that kept him out the uh, out from winning that game well let's shift over to something positive and let's talk about the things that we're feeling good about I already pointed out the first thing was that you know no Michael Thomas no Lattimore you know we have the possibility of not seeing some of their best players I think that's a big plus um, we have a homecoming for three guys here we have Chase who's a who's a Louisiana native um, obviously Burrow. Uh, having both of those guys played at LSU, these guys are going to get a cheer out of the tunnel. They're going to get, you know, booed during the game, but they're going to get a warm reception when they walk out on the field. Uh, I've noted before on this show, how many saints fans we have watching, you know, this channel now that have subscribed. So, because we're kind of their surrogate team, the saints were out of the playoffs last year and all of Louisiana. I don't know if you know this on the TV ratings, but during the season, the two highest rated states for Bengal games, number one was Ohio, obviously, but the number two state in the country for TV ratings was Louisiana for Bengal games. I mean, we have, a, they, they follow us. We are now their AFC team. So it's going to be a warm reception for them. And then you have Vaughn Bell returning to his old team. So, well, there's also one there. There's four, actually there's Bell and then there's Hendrickson too. Yes, that's right. I forgot about Trey. But uh, imagine how their defense would be if they had if they had not let Trey escape in free agency. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was, Trey, was, Trey was pretty expensive. They have to pay Davenport. They have to pay Cameron right. Jordan. But uh, no. So you have, like I said, we have homecomings here. And uh, so I think that plays into our favor. Also, the Saints are 24th against the run. They had a great defense last year against the run, but that defense has not been the same this year against the run. This might be a game where we can get Mixon going and that will take, maybe that opens up some deep field shots for, uh, you know, for some passing to chase downfield. So I think we have a possibility of seeing that this week since the paid strength is not against the run. I hope so. Um, I don't know how lucky that is. I think some of the other, some of the more advanced analytics would say that the Saints have just kind of gotten a little lucky, and they actually are pretty good run defense. Uh, PFF has them at number six. They're the third highest uh, rush r- run defense in terms of success rate. So down to down there, they've been pretty good. But look, the Bengals, there's a reason why they, they, they spent so much on the offensive line is just it's to be able to to win up front, and they spent all that money on DJ Reader and Trey Hendrickson, and defensively winning up front was a huge part of why they, they won, you know, three playoff games last year. And it's because they won up front and they were playing very physical, but the Bengals haven't won the French battle on the offensive side in years. It's been since what I think back 2015 was the last time 
where week after week we were saying, all right, that the Bengals are going to play more physical than whoever they're playing. And so, look, I think week to week, as everything keeps gel- as as they keep gelling, eventually we'll be in a situation where we can say, yeah, the, the Bengals are going to come out very physical on both sides of the ball. And maybe, you know, that's where we start because I, I the Saints defensive line has kind of gotten worse um, as the years have gone on. Like, again, they lost Trey Hendrickson two years ago, and he's been great for uh, their pass rush has not been Saints-like this year. PFF has them at the 25th best pass rushing team. They're not getting many sacks. Right. Aaron Jordan and Marcus Davenport are both having down years. So if, if Jonah Williams is in there, I expect to have good games from Jonah Williams and Lyle Collins in his sixth game with, with, with Cincinnati. So, yeah, it's certainly a, a good spot for everyone. I, I don't think the Saints are, you know, some some run defense that, you know, will run for 200 yards against them. But I – I think that as the season goes on, we'll be getting better matchups. And I think that's that this week is certainly one of those times. Yeah, I agree. So, um, you know, the other thing was, you know, Burrow had, they asked him in a presser uh, if he was going to bring cigars down. First, he talked about how after the LSU game, there was somebody on the team whose dad was in the cigar business and those were custom made cigars and had them for the team. And they asked him, are you going to have a cigar for this? And he said, he said, no, for regular season game. So, so I, I would cigars. I would hope that's what he said. They're two and three, so I, I don't right. think no one should be smoking cigars when you're two and three. It's uh once again, it's a biz. He said point blank, he's looking forward to going down there, but this is a business trip, and uh, which is the right answer. Yeah, Burrow's a pro. I mean, uh, that's I have no. There's this trend that's been going around. It's uh for teams that are coming off of games in big cities, like people are are fading uh. Who was in? Uh, someone was in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. So it's there's this trend that's going around. It's fading teams that are coming off of games in big cities. I I, I don't care about Burrow. I, that, that's that's the least of my worries. He's a pro. Jamar's a pro. It's not gonna right. not gonna fade them. I mean, Trent Hendrickson's a captain. Von Bell's a captain. It's not gonna. The emotions aren't really gonna get to them coming back home, place they got drafted and played multiple years and won a couple of playoff games too. Yeah. Any anything else you want to throw that you're feeling good about? I, I think it's this is this this is a game where I think we see some explosives. There there's if if Lattimore, PJ Williams, um, and if they like look they're they're banged up. They might not play. This this is the game where we see some explosives. I think they 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 need to come out strong, and I'm looking for, I'm looking for that to happen in the first half for a couple of big plays. All right. So the Vegas has the over under at 43. So you're saying take the over. I, I I don't know because I think the Bengals have unders and Bengals games are now what is it I think it's eleven straight. It's either ten or eleven straight because the under hit on Sunday night. So right. I I am not saying to take the over. I did throw a little money on Bengals minus one. I just think it's it's they're just the better team. Some uh, the Sagarin ratings have the Bengals as seven point favorites in this game. That's a power rating system that I trust a lot when I'm doing my, my own handicapping, but I don't know. I, I get why it's a pretty much a, a coin toss in terms of the line, but I, I think the Bengals are the better team. They're the more healthier team, the healthier team. They have a way better quarterback and a defense that's just playing out of their minds right now. Yes. So I, I, I'm not saying to take the over, but I, I would like to see the Bengals score upwards of 30 points because we, yeah. they haven't scored 30 in eight, nine, 10 games since the Chiefs game. That's last Yeah, time oh, it's been a while. The, it's been a while. The, second, the, the first Chiefs game. That yeah. was the last time. Right, yeah, no, it's been a while. The And that was, they only went, they were slinging it because they were down so much. I mean, you know, so uh, the, uh, 
So I actually money lined. I don't like giving up one point just in case it's, you know, 24, 23. I, I, I hate that. Too. So I, I always, I'll, I'll pay the minus 120 or minus 130 and get it down to uh, to money line. But I money lined them and I teased them. The, the Bengals have lost by three, three and two. I mean, so so if you could take six on, on, a, on a teaser, I mean, to me, that's a no brainer. So if you're doing teaser cards, I feel comfortable putting down the Bengals plus six and I money line them. I, I did like the bet. So I'm right there with you. So. All right. Well, let's do some score predictions. You want to go first or you want me to go? Um, I does the guest normally go first? Or? It just I just go with whatever. I have my prediction. Uh, we didn't talk about it before. I have no idea what your score is. Um, it sounds like we're both going for the Bengals this week, so I don't think that's going to be a surprise. But uh, but I don't. I'm not copying your score or anything. So whatever you want to do. Uh, I I will go first. I, I I think the Bengals win. I don't think they score thirty, but I I do think that they have a lead for most of the game. Um, I think I'm going to go with Bengals twenty four twenty. All, so Vegas is 43, so I have 44 points being scored, but that is no way, shape, or form me telling you to take the over. No, not, no, no, that no. That is no. not going to be on my card this Sunday, uh, but I did also take Bengals' money line. I, I, I do like the spot. Um, I do think that they cover the one. I would hope so. If they win the game, they cover by one. But the Bengals are going to play in a lot of close games. They, they were in a lot of close games last year. They were in a lot of close games the year before that. Uh, and they're, they're going to be in a lot of close games. It's just how Zach Taylor coaches. He right. really struggles coaching with the lead, but they all, but they don't quit. So if they're behind, they're going to come back. And if they're ahead, they're going to let the other team come back. It's just, it's just how it's going to go. But I think these two teams right now with this, the saints having the home field advantage, these teams are pretty even. So I, I, I agree with where the line is. I think it's gonna be close, but I do have the better team coming out on top and, and a pretty big road win to get back to 500 on the season. Yeah, I agree. I think the Bengals do win. I think we're going to go and try to establish the run game a little more this week. Um, and I do think we're going to try and stretch the field. And I do think Zach will take field goals and not go for it as much on fourth down this week, which is why I have 26, because I think there's going to be, there could be two touchdowns and four field goals. I've got us 26, 20 winning, um, which is once again, I'm not endorsing the over unless you're going to, unless you're going to tease it and get it down to a, uh, you know, 37, uh, I'm not endorsing the over, but I do think that, that I got to, like I said, the 26, 20 game. And, uh, and I think I'm sure we're gonna try to keep, I think we're going to try to, you know, get mix and established this week. No, sure. I, I, I certainly hope we don't kick four field goals in this game. I, I feel like that, that would be kind of going backwards. I, again, I don't mind the, the going for on fourth and short. I, I, I love that Zach trusts the offense, but I think he trusts his play calls a little too much because they rarely are the right ones, it turns out. Um, but I, I don't mind them. If, if it's the right choice, I, I, I would prefer to see them go for it on fourth down. It's something that I talked about when uh, the, the Raiders and Chiefs game ended. I, I, I didn't mind the teams going for two. I thought oh. the Chiefs should have gone for it on fourth and three instead of punting it back to Vegas at the end of the game. So I like when offensive coaches trust their offense to go win the game, to go you know, got to have it situations to go get the two or three yards. And I would just like to see some more consistency, some more, not even creativity. Just like, I feel like Zach needs to do a better job of maximizing the talent that he has, because there is a lot of it. 
Yeah, I, my biggest thing is his play calling. If you're not going to call the right plays on fourth down, like when we've gone for it on a couple times, you know, at like the 40 or the 45 yard line, what do we do? We line up in the shotgun or he lines up and he throws it back to Mixon. So we go from one yard away to five yards away. And then you expect Mixon to get through when this line has a pass block well enough on the run to do that. I, I hate that. I just would, like I said, quarterback sneak quick. Just, I hate the play calling he's had on fourth down so yeah. and on, another part of it is he shouldn't be scared to go for it because more often than not we've seen the defense normally bails the offense out a, a lot of the time so if the Bengals set the defense set the defense up in a short field by failing on fourth down I think we all have confidence that the defense is gonna give it their best shot to to, to, to pick them up yeah well let's see how it plays out um uh, like I said, it's, uh, this is an important game. We both said that it's, this is an important game. Get back to 500. We have three winnable games after that, and we can get into the buy at six and three. That's, that's my dream. That's what I'm looking for. So, yeah. I, I mean, certainly you would expect the Bengals to, to win at home next week against Atlanta. And then they, they get really spooky and go travel to Cleveland for a Halloween Monday night football game. Again, that they're, if they're four and three, we'll probably be favored in. Right. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, so, yeah, I, I look, I'm not guaranteeing they're going to win four in a row because they're two and three. They haven't played great football, but it's set up to kind of say, all right, let's 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 save the season kind of a thing. Let's let's start playing some good football and winning right. games and, you know, re- show everybody that, that, that we're still here and we still have a lot of talent because they do. Yeah, if we can win, if we can win this week, we can win next week. You know, Cleveland is the one team that Burrow has not beaten in our division. He's yeah. lost all his games. And, and believe me, he knows that. So I don't think we lose that Cleveland game. Would love to put two wins in a row while we're on our way. We did, you know, we started 0-2. We got to 2-2. and We had the hiccup last week. We would have won the game if we kicked the field goal. So, um, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the, the old, uh, there was one thing I was told when I was very young. It's to never fall uh, under the fallacy of the predetermined outcome. And that's that's kind of what that's doing is, you know, there, there was a lot of time left. So I don't know about that. If they were to kick the field goal, they would have won the game because a lot of stuff could have happened. But, yeah, it, there, the game was not called very well in terms of what Zach Taylor was doing for the entire game. But I think they should have started a little faster. All right. Well, what I want you guys, first of all, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask. So hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, get the notifications. And, uh, and, uh, you know, we'll be back with a, uh, we'll put up a recap right after the game, uh, should be an exciting game. Jake, remind everybody where they can find your stuff and your podcast. Yeah. So give me a follow on Twitter. It's just at Jake circus. Uh, it's just J A K E S I R K U S. Uh, be live tweeting about my, uh, one of my favorite quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, in tonight's uh, Thursday night football game. Can't wait for that. And you can also uh, subscribe or just listen to my to my podcast on Spotify and YouTube, the the Jake Circus podcast. We've got three episodes per week: one on Sunday, one on Wednesday, and then one on uh, Friday mornings. All right, and we both have money on the money line, so <laughs> we like it. So let's uh, let's bring it home. Um, like I said, this is a big win. Let's get to three and three. Jake, we're going to have you back many times this season. So looking forward to it. And uh, with that, I'm going to say, who day, everybody? Take care.